Blog Talk Radio. Raw living is a state of mind, a way of being in alignment with your body. Raw living means you put yourself and your body first. Your host, Gita Sadu Rob, is the founder of Nosh Detox, located in the UK. They offer innovative raw food smoothies sold across Europe. You experience it in your skin, your body, and your mind. And now it's time for Living Raw Radio. This is Gita Siddharab, Living Raw Radio, and I'm here with Molly Harrigan, Yogi Extraordinaire. So, I'm a huge fan of yoga, as you know, um, because I regularly practice yoga with you. But I think that yoga is one of the most unsung heroes of helping performance, making people perform better. What is it? Do you agree with that? Um, I definitely agree that yoga can boost performance. Um, It's such a huge system, so there's a range of different ways it can actually do that. Uh, But the main way would be the fact that it's a mindful practice. So when you're practicing asana, the physical postures... Um, your mind has no choice but to be in your body. For example, if you take a balance, there's nowhere else your mind can be. So when you practice uh, staying present and being mindful, you're training the brain to be able to uh, stay in the present moment in your life off the mat. So whatever job you're doing, you're going to be there focused 100% at the task at hand rather than projecting into the future or worrying about something earlier that happened that day. But there's a lot of... It's true, it's true. It's very hard to actually do yoga and think about something else. You can't, because you always screw up. You always end up falling over yourself or I end up doing something completely different. So I find that, which I don't get, for example, when I'm on a treadmill. If I'm on a treadmill and I'm running or something, I can think about things, right? Whereas if I'm actually doing yoga, it's not possible. Now, what... Okay, so there's a lot of myths about yoga. One of the myths is that it's all about woo-woo, basically, and that you have to kind of sit and contemplate your navel. And in this day and age, people are like, really, shoot me. I'm not contemplating my navel. So what would you say to that? Um, I'd say, again, there's so it's such a big system. People sometimes assume yoga as one thing, but yoga is like medicine. So it's not like you're going to go with a cold and take something... Uh, from the doctors to treat uh, a liver disease, let's say. So you can come into yoga from any angle that suits you. Right. And if you don't like the esoteric aspect of it, you'll be doing it without really realising it, working with kind of your energy fields, but you don't have to have that in a, on a conscious level if that doesn't um, feel right. Because it works anyway because of what you're doing to the body. Yeah, the way the asanas are designed and sequenced, it works as well as your physical body with... Uh, your energetical body and what the yogis the seers saw thousands of years ago as an energetical body which is is not made up of the matter that we know as our physical body so it's not just the physical body how old is yoga um i should know the exact date but it's it's thousands and thousands Thousands of years years. yeah yeah because it's one of those funny things like being indian you'd expect me to know all about yoga but i come from the north of india and actually we never did yoga. Yoga was for wimps or from those people down south. It just wasn't something that we did. So it took me till, you know, we got older um, that, that we actually did yoga. And, and now 
my entire family does it. I mean, my mother always makes me laugh because she's 81. Yeah. And she teaches yoga to the elderly. And I'm not entirely sure how old they are, so God help us. But now, so you're saying, okay, let's step back a minute. What's an asana? An asana, literal translation, is a seat and it's a connection to the earth through your body. So what we would say in the West as postures. So that's the physical movement of your body whilst linked in with your breath and your mind. Okay, so it's so is union. it a sequence of postures, asana, or is each posture called an asana? Each posture is called an asana. Right. And now each posture has a purpose. Yes. So because I know before we start yoga, you say, how are you feeling? And you say, do you want to be invigorated? Do you want to be calmed down? Do you want... And bugger me if it doesn't actually work. I'm yeah. always shocked because I always feel better after yoga. But there are places where I just think, oh, it's time to go to bed after yoga. And then there's time where I'm bursting with energy after yoga. Yeah, exactly. So you can, once you kind of understand how the postures work, and especially as well as the asana, a big integral part of yoga is the breath work, the, what we'd say is pranayama, the breathing exercises, and also different meditation practices do different things. So all these, um, again, are assumed that they're just one thing. So you just meditate. It's not like that. Meditation, you can do different things. It can invigorate you. It can make you relaxed. It can, wherever you need your mind to go, meditation can point you in that direction. Yeah, types. I mean, it's amazing. So now when, when you take each asana, um, I want to break it down because a lot of people do do yoga, but I'm not sure everybody understands the huge reach that you can get from yoga. So say you've got each asana, you then you do decide with each sequence what you're going to achieve. Is that how you put them together? So as um, a teacher that uh, designs their sequences, yes, that's what I'm doing. So I'll tailor the sequence to how you're feeling that day. But the styles such as Ashtanga yoga, they have one sequence that never changes because they're covering all bases. Yeah, now tell me about that. I walked into an Ashtanga yoga class once in an happy dippy kind of accident. <laughs> I thought someone was going to kill me. I literally thought I was going to die. It was terrible. I was exhausted and I was like, oh my God, the West got yoga and destroyed it because I was shattered. Yeah. That was cardio, man. Yeah, it's a very full-on physical practice. Um, so this is another thing. Uh, the type of yoga needs to work to balance you. So if, for instance, if you're someone at work whose performance is maybe dipping because you've got a lot of stress going on, um, you're not sleeping properly, and you're, you've got all the hormones of stress, of cortisol, in your system, you need a type of yoga that's going to bring you down. Okay, That's going to bring you from and the sympathetic down, system. Mean, as yeah. opposed to bring you down. Yeah, as, as to calm you down. Yeah, To bring you into the parasympathetic system, it's called, where we can take you into the point of the body which will nourish you, restore, replenish your cells. However, yeah. what normally happens is if you're that kind of person, you're going to be attracted to dynamic, fast uh, paced scary ass ashtanga ashtanga yoga so you're already cortisoled up the wazoo and you go yeah i'll do yoga because it's good for me but then you'll go off and do ashtanga yoga exactly so who is ashtanga yoga good for um it would be maybe if you're um need a kind of kick out of bed in the morning and you need to be energized and inspired um it'd be and it can be adapted so sometimes the vinyasas which are called the the kind of flowing bits between the postures can be cut out so it can be for any everyone 
um, but it needs to be modified a bit. Yeah, so what we're saying is that, um, and that's not a bad way to approach this, because the different, there are so many different kinds of yoga. I haven't yeah. got any clue anymore, and I'm sure nobody else does. So Ashtanga is very full-on active cardio-type yoga. Yeah. So if you're already a full-on cardio-type person, although you may find it comfortable, it isn't really lowering your internal temperature, because we need to get you calmer right in yeah. order for you to be less because the thing about cortisol and stress is it creates an enormous amount of acidity in the body yeah so i see p- people who come in to see me and they have huge acidity in the system and what you need them to do is to actually find ways to ease themselves down literally bring themselves off the, off the precipice yeah um, in order for their bodies to become more alkaline and for them to get the benefit of their rest so i wouldn't recommend ashtanga for them yeah and you're saying that yeah right and what we talked about actually um the other day was the fact that if uh, a person is getting stuff done with that stress hormone in it, in their system, they're less likely to want to bring themselves down because they it feel like they're unnatural. not, yeah, they're not performing as well. Yeah, but that's in the, the other thing. In you the feel long like run, if I slow down, I'll die. Or, yeah, or everything I won't will get fall things apart. done. Yeah, but yeah. in the long run, it's stopping burnout, and also it's if you if it feels like that but actually they're getting just as much done and probably a lot better because they're not stressed or worried or the mind's not getting involved they actually can do the task at hand so not yet well it's true it's true if you are generally somebody who like I run a business and I have children and I uh, you know I speak and I write and I do all the things I do I do feel that that space inside me where I think if I slow down I'm gonna die and so there's places like for example Hatha yoga I've walked into a Hatha yoga class and thought, oh, shoot me now, (laughs) because they're sitting there all calm and zen, and I want to slap them, I have to tell you, I really do. But at the end of a Hatha yoga class, I feel like an amazing, just the most amazing person. I feel different. So talk to me about Hatha yoga, because that's the one which I think is the one where you go in and you have postures and you hold them for a place and you breathe. Is that right? So Hatha yoga, again, is quite a large term and lots of different styles have branched off from Hatha yoga. So Hatha really just means balance between sun and moon, Hatha. And it's the balance between your rational mind, your more masculine energy with your more creative feminine uh, mind. And it's combining the two. Um, So, yeah, lots of lots of different branches of hatha so right so the yeah. fact that i think it's a slow posture holding yoga is not actually necessarily true yeah. because it could do lots of different things yeah so what would be a slow posture holding yoga yeah. it would be ayenga yoga and that's oh. when you have lots and lots of different props and it's more about getting uh the the alignment perfect for your body got it yeah so you've got the the uh, what do you call that? The strap? The straps, the You've blocks, the, block. the bolsters, the chairs. Yeah. So the difference between Ashtanga and Iyengar it branched off in two different ways. Ashtanga is about achieving the postures and it's all about the postures themselves and getting to that place. Iyengar is more about making the postures fit the body that they're that's in front of them. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. That's fantastic. So it's two different ways of thinking. Either, you know, just get to the posture and we're all the same and you've just got to get there. Or, okay, actually realise that everybody is very, very different and let's adapt the posture to the person. That's the change that's taken place. Okay, so I did one um, yoga where 
I mean, if only, by the way, guys, if you could only see us, we're sitting up on a sofa looking out onto a sunny day in London because there's drilling going on next door. The cat has literally leapt across us. So that was that little hesitation four minutes ago. So to set the scene, pink sofa, sun shining, cats going nuts. Yes, so this is the things, yeah, drilling. This is, this is what we do to bring you the common piece of yoga. So... What I once did was a yoga, which was a flowy kind of yoga. It's yeah. a flow something. And I loved it. Yeah. It made me feel amazing. What, what, is that what you mean by vinyasa flow? Yeah. So vinyasa basically has come into the, the yoga world as vinyasa flow. But what vinyasa means is conscious placement um, in an ordered sequence. So anything basically that flows, the way to understand it is vinyasa. Right. Yeah, so vinyasa so can be understood as flow. And, so it's like saying it's a flow-flow yoga. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's a flow-flow yoga. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and what's really important is that you link the movement with the breath. So the whole point... So that's the purpose of the vinyasa flow yoga sort of thingy. That's the purpose of yoga itself. So yoga means union, and it's returning us to the idea that the body, mind, and the spirit are connected. And if you don't like the word spirit, use the word breath. Okay. Um, so they're they're actually one. It's very true. When we have done yoga, and uh, you said to me once, "That's not yoga. You're just moving." Whereas when you connect breath and the postures, that becomes yoga. And it is true. It's such a difference. So, yeah. so I think part of the the, the if we, everybody who's listening is that you want to see what the the diff- Almost, this is turning into an episode on how to make yoga really work for you. Yeah. Because as you understand the different kinds of yoga, you can choose and try them, but you also know that within yoga, your breath should be linked to your postures. Yeah, that, the breath is absolutely key, and that's what um, changes it from any uh, mindful stretching class, or Pilates even, which again, it could be a mindful practice if you did it with your mind involved. But the breath is, if you think about, you know, how our body works and you know oxygen totally necessary for cell development and the fact that we're all not breathing properly is a huge um a huge Issue. implication right. for yeah. health because yeah. we're not cleansing ourselves because yeah. you need to breathe deeper in order for the oxygen to come in and and, and clean your cells and, and if you think about how much uh you know we focus on food and how little as, we focus on, on breath, breath which we would die without yeah so Okay, so why, when we do yoga, do you always say set an intention? Okay, so this would be um, bringing uh, what's called bhakti yoga. is a big tenant of yoga, uh, which means devotion. And it's, um, so this is where it gets a little bit difficult if you don't believe in all the esoteric uh, side of yoga. We'll just assume they do. And uh, yeah. if they don't, they can hang up now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's really important if you're focalizing your mind and your energy into one place why not lift the mind and set a higher intention and what's great about yoga is it doesn't tell you a thing to focus on it's not trying to tell you what's going to lift you yeah, vibrationally no yeah it just says it's not saying yourself. you have to do it to a god or you have to focus on this it lets you choose and what will personally uplift you you're setting that uplifted mood for your practice and uh, it does it does lift you vibrationally. You it's feel true, it's true. You feel that lifted afterwards. Thing. Okay, so in that same sort of vein, how do you choose a good yoga teacher? 
you know, what would you, do you know what I mean? Because I've been to yoga classes, there's 50 people there, and yet, and then I've been to a class where there's you and me, and I can't always have the luxury of having you and me, right? Yeah. Either it's too expensive, or we don't have time, or whatever. So what happens when I go into a yoga class, because you can injure yourself doing yoga. Yeah. I mean, I've literally, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that's happened. How do you pick a good a good yoga for yourself, yeah, which we've talked about. So don't go for Ashtanga if you're wired already. Go for something more like Iyengar. Um, but, but or restorative. Restorative yoga. Yeah. Or yin. Or yin. Yeah. Okay. Because it's more expansive. Yeah. Now, okay, fine. Now, why would you, how do you know to pick a good teacher? What are you looking for when you go into a yoga class? Well, you've brought up some good things, actually. So first of all, you have to... Um, have self-responsibility when you're in any kind of class yeah, so it's not and a about teacher is guiding or... you mm-hmm. there the bodies are so different when you look at all the bone structure it's like as different as having different breeds of dog mm-hmm. yeah and so you have to be respons- <laughs> like you have to be responsible for your body she likes dogs <laughs> i do like dogs never go into an area that's painful mm-hmm. okay there might be a little bit of discomfort so you need to start to distinguish between pain and discomfort and do not push through a pain barrier because you'll just get injured and it will take you back and um, but the best way it, it is it is a difficult process i think you just have to go and experiment and try lots of different classes but when you found one try and stick especially if you're a beginner try to stick to one style at the beginning uh, till you've got the kind of basic fundamentals and then and then you can start moving around again okay so number one you well so i would add to that <clears throat> that i would find a teacher who actually does come and adjust yeah if you can so go for smaller classes not bigger classes yeah because you have more visibility yeah right uh, if i say something wrong tell me but also find teachers that are willing to walk around i always find it very hard when you're with a teacher who's kind of leading only from the front and that they can't i mean although i suppose you can't really split yourself in, yeah in two so you have to choose what you're doing but also um your head's st- looking up the whole time at them so you're yeah exactly can't... um how about choosing like a beginner's class until you get the postures really right important. for you. Really important. Because at the beginning, if you keep going into these fast-paced classes, you'll always be copying the poses, but you won't actually be feeling the postures and what muscles need to be uh, contracted, what muscles need to be relaxed. And it does, it's, it's a, it's really comes with time and you start to feel areas of your body coming alive that, you know, at the beginning someone will say feel your elbow and you're like what I can't feel my elbow I know where it is but I can't feel it and then with time that sensation comes into being so it's definitely a good idea to get the postures broken down for you at the beginning and go to beginners classes you can also stream a lot online these days and there's so many yoga channels online which one do you recommend? Do you recommend any? Uh, Yoglo is good. Yoglo. Yoglo and um, Movement for Modern Life is another good one so I do a lot of that when I'm traveling. Yeah, um, I do that because yeah. I'll I'll try and do yoga the day I'm flying, um, and then I'll also try when I'm away. I have little. Um, so I used to always struggle with that, and so what I did was I bought a travel yoga mat and a little cover thing that goes on top of it. Yeah, um, and y'all are going to be very happy to know that Molly checked my suitcase to make sure that it was in there. <laughs> but um, and I take that with me because I'm kind of like it's even if I don't do a full thing, I'll have a 15, 20 minutes and I'll pull it, I download it. Exactly. Um, but I'm going to try yoga. 
So well. I would definitely say don't try and do an hour class each time, especially if you're traveling. Just mm. keep keep the goals small and achievable. And regular. And regular. And regular. That's really important. So also remember other aspects of yoga, meditation, breathing, as well as the asana. And I would recommend um, if you are traveling or if you're someone that is under high stress and has a little time, needs to rejuvenate there's something called yoga nidra Mm -hmm. which is n-i-d-r-a yoga nidra n-i-d-r-a yeah Mm -hmm. it's the either yogic sleep or the yoga of sleep Mm -hmm. and you uh, can listen to a recording online for free and you just lie down with a blanket because your body temperature will drop and just listen to the recording and it's an incredible way of taking you really really quick and deep into a relaxed state so you can listen to recordings of 10 minutes or up to 40 minutes. And now, just so we're clear about this, the reason you want to go into this relaxed state is because ultimately 10 minutes of this relaxed state is equivalent to about an hour's sleep. Yeah. You come out of it not feeling, oh, woozy and yucky and all of those things. You actually come out of it feeling completely rejuvenated yeah so when you've got something and you know you're working and particularly if people are doing deals and they're working all day and they've done you know like what i do is where i travel and i land and go straight into a meeting i hadn't thought of the yoga nidra that's i will sit and meditate or breathe but the yoga nidra yeah for people that find it hard to focus yeah is a really fantastic way it boosts performance like you wouldn't believe because it's almost like your reset button isn't it exactly exactly that's really good advice so there's a, a the good one is www.yoganidranetwork.org. Okay, I'll look at that. Yoga Nidra Free download. So, um, how often do you need to do yoga for it to have a benefit? And this is so. Let's talk about the benefits of yoga in sort of the last ten minutes that we've got here, because there was one thing I remember reading way back when, and it was Sophia Loren who said I had the most appalling childhood. It was terrible. She said, and I never went to therapy. I never went anywhere. I just used yoga, and yoga helped me fix everything. And I remember looking at that, going, "Wow, a Sophia Loren, b wow, c yoga." So. What are the benefits that you've seen? So I have seen personally from doing yoga, because I've done it on and off, but more or less at least once a week for about four or five years now. Um, And I alternate between once a week and three times a week and whatever. But I feel stronger. Yeah. I feel more, somehow more flexible and yet stronger at the same time. Yeah. What benefits have you seen? Um, Health. I've never, well, I have had the odd cold and stuff, but I used to suffer from tonsillitis the whole, once a month if ever I was tired, I would get ill. And since yoga, I've never had tonsillitis back. Uh, My health is a lot better. Same as you, I feel um, stronger. Um, Yeah, but you are so strong. That's the thing about yoga teachers. They're so bloody strong. You just look at them and you're like, whoa. (laughs) Well, it can be a mental thing as well. Mm. So, um, for instance, I used to be someone that, could kind of be probably quite pushed around easily and as in you know just kind of go with the flow and obviously yoga completely helps you with that because you can just adapt to any situation and if the majority but, but from strength and but, but at the same time yeah you can stick with your principles mm. so it's getting that balance between strength and flexibility you know psychologically as well um uh also i think actually kind of getting back in touch and feeling the earth you get a huge um love of your planet yeah so it's it's kind of quite um revolutionary really with the social 
um, side. Because you're connecting and grounding. Yeah. It's very grounding, though. Yeah. That's another thing. So if you've got people that are off with the fairies, like, I like it for my children for that reason, because teenagers are just appalling, really. But they can't help it. It's because they're off with the fairies and it's the hormones. That's the other thing yoga does. It really, one, it's fantastic for kids, but it really balances hormones. Yeah. It, yeah. Great for balancing hormones. Fantastic for that. But also, yeah, this idea, I think, of letting go... Um, is really, really important because, say, if someone had a bad meeting or they lost a deal and they were keeping that with them throughout the next one, so when the next deal was coming up, that was shadowing, you know, that sort of um, thing can can really set someone back. But there's this whole process of letting go that happens in yoga because the past is the past and this next moment... It's about being present. Yeah. So I think that's that's really powerful. But if you, if yoga is doing, and I've never thought about it like that. I've never thought that yoga does mind, body, and spirit together. But one of the reasons it does that is also because it works on the chakras, right? Yes. So let's get really esoteric in the last few minutes of this, because the body has chakras. If you believe in the in, in which I completely do, but if you believe in the philosophy of your energetic body as well as your physical body, your energy becomes physicalness through your chakras in fact we should just do an episode on chakras and what they are really yeah now what i find interesting is that yoga moves through moving and working and cleaning all of the chakras yeah because you kind of clean them because they need cleaning because you clog up with negative thoughts and old things and fears and shame and guilt and so yoga seems to is is that conscious is that what the point is of yoga definitely the sequencing um works on a chakra level as well it works on so many levels but it will go move energy up through the chakras and help to balance energy so for instance in our era most of our energy is in the lower chakras it's about because it's about celebrity and it's money about material and... things it's about power um which we need you know we need to survive and we need to be quite physical in the world and you don't want to be totally up uh, in the higher chakras otherwise you'll be living in a cave off somewhere and getting eaten by animals yeah um but most of our energy is is in the lower chakras so you have inversions at the ends let's say of your practice to try and bring more energy through the higher chakras which is from the throat up yeah i find that very hard yeah i do and i realize now a lot of the postures in yoga i can't do are because it's psychological it's not actually physical Physically, I'm 100% capable of a lot of this, but it takes time for my brain. Like, it, I turn up inversions. I'm just like, yeah. shoot me now. So inversions, for instance. Inversions they, meaning going upside down. Going any, upside in, down. In any category. And they have a relationship psychologically with our fear of death. Ooh, yeah. really? Yeah. So if you think, well, I think in, the, in England, for instance, where we live, um, there's, there's no... Um, there's no dialogue about death, you know. At school, not no one really talks to the children about death or philosophy. Fabulous banging in the back there. <laughs> really great. It grateful. sounds like a, I a know, drum. It's like somebody with his, t- you know, thumping his cymbals. He said it's four minutes and counting to the end of the show. Yeah. Um, so it's can, it can be a really good place, yoga, to, um, you know, explore concepts of life and death. Uh so what I'm finding difficult then is that I'm going upside down and I'm worrying about what? Letting go? Of the unknown. So, ah, yeah. And how the unknown will affect me. Yeah. And, and yourself uh, letting go into the unknown. You know, we're trying to control and not, we don't want to go to that place where we yeah, don't no, know. Yeah, no, absolutely we don't want to go to that place because it's yeah. bloody unknown, isn't it? Yeah. Why would I want to go there? And yet change 
is unknown. Opportunity comes from chaos. Exactly. So by practicing that in a safe environment, by going into these unknown spheres, you're going to be a lot more gutsy off the mat when when you've kind of practiced that. I'd like to point out that Molly might look really cute, um, which we'll tell you how to find her in a minute, but she's bloody brutal. You sit there going, I can't do this. Yes, you can. I can't. Yes, you can. She stands with her foot on your foot and puts a belt around it and yanks you around in the gentlest possible way. <laughs> OMG. I mean, there's just... Because you're so strong. I mean, you look like a, like a piddly little thing and you're so strong. It's shocking how strong you are and I find that because I'm taller than you are and yet you're stronger than I am and that's one of the things about yoga and performance is it just completely shores up your inner core and the more your inner core which is really that kind of bit between your pelvic floor and about your navel yeah that's your strength it's yeah. your inner strength and in my world of health and nutrition that's your body's brain mm-hmm. that's where your brain is it's not at all behind your eyes and in between your ears yeah and in that way you kind of can lead more from the gut let's say so you can be a bit more intuitive and when you make those decisions you stick by them rather than because you trust yourself yeah rather than letting the mind which is dictate ul- yeah ultimately the best way for performance so tell me darling how do people find you um so i'm a london-based teacher i teach at a lot of studios around london um, so what's you can come and webs- see me yeah, at what's your website? my website is www.yogamoll.com so y-o-g-a-m-o-l-l.com yeah that's fantastic that was so interesting Molly honestly it really was because I think that I do yoga because it's good for you I mean like I drink water because it's good for you but you don't always think <clears throat> why these things are good for you and I think that there are so many everyday kind of things, because yoga is now an everyday kind of thing, which improve performance to such an extent that we just don't understand. So if we do it with a mindfulness and a consciousness, I honestly think that there isn't anything that you could do better than adding yoga to your your exercise schedule. How many times a week, quickly? Should you do yoga? Again, it completely depends on the person, realistically, when you can fit it in as much as much as you can. Okay, so this is Geeta Siru Rob. I'm here with the wonderful Molly Harrigan, and her details will be available, actually, um, uh, for you to download. Definitely try yoga. If you've never done it, do it once. If you've done it, do it again. If you keep doing it, enjoy it. And my name's Gita Sidurob. You can get me always at Gita at NoshDetox.com. G-E-E-T-A at NoshDetox.com. This is Living Law Raw. Ah, I can't speak. It's Living Raw Radio, and it is wonderful to have been here. I'll speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.